Well, the title of this sermon is Freedom Part 3. And we've been looking at different stories in the Bible where people receive a lot from God. And, and we know this, that, you know, God's grace is upon us. We're in the age of grace. And, um, you know, we are in the age of grace. So, but, but for us to receive from God, it's going to take faith. Faith actually receives the grace of God in our lives. So there's, you know, I like to say this, there's a man's side and there's a God's side. And so God's not going to do our part and we can't do God's part. Amen? So, so there's something that we got to do. And if you study the scriptures, you'll find that people that receive their healing or their deliverance, a lot of times Jesus had them do something natural. You know, a lot of times, you know, or even he would ask them, you know, uh, a question like, what do they want? And they would speak their faith, you know, like blind Bartimaeus. You know, he was a man that was blind. And you may remember the story. And he heard about Jesus. And, you know, he started, you know, yelling out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And, of course, some of the disciples told uh, blind Bartimaeus to, to pipe down. And, of course, what did he do? He started speaking out louder. So what do we need to do, man? We need to, we need to start speaking out louder when we're not seeing the promise. Amen. Jesus have mercy on us, amen? And he has already had mercy on us, amen? And his mercy is abounding, glory to God. And so what happened was, you know, he did something. He called out to Jesus, and then the Bible said that he had a beggar's coat. And, he, and as, soon as, Jesus, uh, as soon as the disciples said, the master is calling you, you can go see the master, you know. Uh, he took that beggar's coat and he threw it down, you know. And, and that beggar's coat is what he needed uh, to receive income. I mean, this was faith. Think about that. He took his beggar's coat and threw it down. In other words, he wasn't going to identify with being a blind beggar. beggar amen? And listen, you've got to stop identifying with your sickness, with your, with your uh, whatever, poverty, you know. And you've got you to you throw it down, you know. You've got to get rid of this. And, and so blind Bartimaeus, he did something in faith. He threw down his, his beggar's coat. And then what did he do? He, he, he moved towards Jesus. And Jesus, you know, was interesting. Jesus asked him, you know, of course, Jesus knew he was blind, but asked him what he wanted. God wants us asking him. Yes. Amen. He, you know, some people say, you know, I say, are, sometimes I ask people, are you believing God for anything? Well, God knows what I want. You know, no, you need to start asking, you know, I mean, ask God. Amen. And uh, yeah, he may know what you want, but he wants you to ask. And sometimes we think, oh, well, God's just going to bless me, man. I don't have to ask for anything. No, ask God, amen? And so what, what did Jesus, Jesus said, what do you want? And he said, I want to see. And Jesus gave him his sight. <coughs> but what was the key to this was faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Amen. So faith was the key to receiving, and he had to push through some obstacles. We, we talked about uh, uh, the lady with the issue of blood, and and she had an issue for 12 years. And, you know, anybody been dealing with anything for 12 years in here? But anyway, um, and, uh, and maybe longer. And, sh and she had an issue for 12 years, but she, she had something, you know, that she, she possessed. She had a no-quit attitude because she heard about Jesus. She was still, you know, uh, desiring to be healed. She could have gave up. She could have quit a long time ago. But she was pressing through. And what did she have? She had passion. Uh, she had a passionate desire to get out of her problem. 
And listen, if you're going to get out of your problem, you're going to have to have some passion. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say passion. Amen? And so I think there's a song written about passion. Amen? It was Rod Stewart, right? You've got to have passion. Okay, but anyway, uh, you get on the way home. But, um, amen, this is a tough crowd out here, tough crowd. <laughs> and so you've got to have passion. We talked about David. And, uh, and David, you know, he, he was just a 17-year-old boy. And, uh, you know, his brothers were in the army, and his father wanted to know what was going on. So he sent David down uh, to bring some cheese and some wine to the mice, I mean to the men. And, um, and he found out about Goliath, and Goliath was taunting the armies of God, and not one person in that army would, would do anything. But David, he had passion, as well as he had a conviction. He worshiped God. Yes. He, he, he knew God. Yes. And so, you know, he, you know, he had faith in God. Amen. You know, if you're going to speak to your mountain, you're going to have to have some faith in God. Amen. Not in your ability, not in what you can do, but you've got to have faith in what God can do. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I mean, David, he, the Bible says he knew his God, you know, and, and, and he said, you know, when he was uh, talking in, to, to about, you know, the reward, when they were talking to him about the reward of what he could get, his brother tried to, you know, back him down. You know, why are you here at the battle, you know? And so, and David said, isn't there a cause? And I'm going to say this, whenever the enemy comes against you, there, there, there's, there's, there, he's trying, what he's trying to do is in Roman, in John 10, 10, he's trying to steal, kill, and to destroy. You know, that's Satan's job title is to steal, kill, and to destroy. But what did Jesus come to do? He came to bring us religion, right? No, no, he didn't bring, come to bring us a new religion. He came to give us life and what? Life more abundantly. And so really, we should be living this abundant life in Christ. That's the reason why we call this church Exceed Life Church. God wants us living life beyond limits. Amen. And when you start understanding how faith works, that, that receives the grace of God, you're going to start living life beyond limits. You believe that? Amen. And so we, we're, we're talking about uh, freedom this morning, and we're talk, talking about that you've got to have passion on one side, and then you have to have faith in God. And, and David, you know, he, he even came up to Saul, and Saul was... Uh, discouraging David from fighting Goliath and start telling uh, David about all Goliath's uh, qualifications that he, you know. And, but you know what? Even though the enemy may be trying to tell you you can't make it, you got you to gotta push through some obstacles. Even, even good people, even your family members that might seem, you know, like they're, they're, they, they, they care about you, they may, they, they may speak some negative or they may speak some doubt and belief, and you got to reject those, those things that come to you. Right. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Don't allow the enemy to work through even your relatives or well-meaning friends to tell you you can't move forward. Amen? Amen? And you can move forward in God. Praise God. And so we know David, you know, he's, he, he even said, you know, the, you know, that God brought the lion into his hand and the bear. And, and God will, you know, deliver Goliath into his hands. And, and so we know that. And, and there are some, some points that we were, we've been talking about in the process of these two stories. And uh, the number one point uh, is that you got to say something. you got to say something. you gotta, you got to speak your faith. 
you know, faith is activated by what we say. Amen. Your voice is, is, I mean, your, your, your voice is, is your address in the realm of the spirit. And, and the enemy's trying to shut down our voices. Amen. He's trying to shut us down. But listen, you, you can't keep a good person down. And so we know David, you know, you never run at your giants with your mouth closed. David ran you know, towards Goliath saying, I'm going to cut your head off. Amen. Amen. He didn't even have a sword to do it with. Think about that. That's faith. He didn't even have a sword. He had a sling and a rock. And, but, but you know what? He had God. And I don't know about you, but my God is bigger than the devil. Uh, I'm going to say this. The promises of God are bigger than the problems that we may be encountering. Amen. Amen. And, so, and so we need to really realize that, that God is a big God. Yes. He's an awesome yes. God. Yes. There's none like him. None. The, even in Isaiah, you know, uh, Isaiah wrote, and he was a prophet of God, and he wrote a lot of uh, things uh, that God put on his heart to write, and he wrote um, um, in Isaiah that, that he wrote this part that said, God said, I know of no other God. And, and, and the Lord said, I know of no other God. And if there is another God, stand up and show me. <laughs> and in other words, God actually, you know, he's the self-existent one. But he just said, listen, I'm all knowing and I know of nobody that's bigger than me. There's nobody bigger and badder than God. There's not another God out there. You know, God, he's, he's, he's God. He's big. He's awesome. We got to have faith in that. Listen, we got to have faith that God can get us through the storm. Amen. <coughs> so we got to have this faith. We have to have a tenacity. So we got to speak something. Somebody say, speak something. And so we have to speak what? The word of God. Listen, the Bible says in Amos 3 3, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And see, a lot of times we're, you know, we're, we're, we're agreeing with the circumstances of our lives, but we need to agree with the word of God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to say that again. It says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, that means that your faith will bring into reality what you don't see yet. That's what it means. It means your faith will bring into reality what you're believing God to do in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Your faith is the most important thing you possess in God. Amen. Without it, you, you have nothing. You can't receive anything from God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Or we walk by faith and not by the external circumstances that's around us. Amen. Listen, you got you to learn to be like Abraham. Amen. The Bible says when Abraham, you know, he believed God. And, he, and the Bible said that Abraham, even though it was impossible, you know, he was, he was old. Amen. And, and Sarah was old. And God said he was gonna, they were going to have a child through Sarah. And, he, and the Bible said that Abraham did not consider, you know, his body. 
how old he was. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. In other words, if you want to move forward and pass the obstacles that are attacking your life, you, you, you don't need to consider those obstacles. In other words, you need to consider God more than those obstacles. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And what the enemy's trying to do, he's trying to shout out the problem to us. And we need to be shouting out the promise. Amen. The bigger he starts shouting, you're not going to make it. You know, you're going down. Amen. You better start shouting something. Amen. You better not be saying, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm going to, you know. No, the Bible says stand and keep standing. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, it's all about faith. I mean, you just, I mean, I mean, I mean, that was faith. What what blind Barmaid said, he threw down his coat, his beggar's coat. He was ready to receive. And listen, when you come to church, you've got to be ready, locked and loaded to receive. Amen. <coughs> Amen. So I, I've had a, a theme, even though I have these four points. Do you, do you guys know the rest of the four points? Well, I, I, I'll go over them again. <laughs> Amen. I've been preaching this all month. You guys should know the four points. Amen. Amen. Okay, the first point is to speak something. You might need a, you got to say something. In other words, say the desired result, what you're believing God to do in your life. Somebody say this year will be. Oh, let's say it this way. This year is the greatest year of my life in Jesus. Put your faith in the now. Amen. I had to correct myself there. Because faith is now. It's not tomorrow. It's now. We, we, we're, we're, we're living a great life now. But pastor, I'm going to have a great life when I get my promise. No, you need to have a great life now. Amen. In the journey of getting your promise. In the journey of getting into the promise. Now listen. Listen. When Joshua and Caleb. When, we, when they were there. And they were two of the spies. That, that, there were 12 spies that were sent out. One from you know, every tribe. This was when they were in, in the wilderness. And uh, Moses was in the wilderness with the children of Israel. And God wanted them in the promised land early. Amen. It took them 40 more years to get into the promised land. But those 10 spies, they came back, the Bible, uh, Bible says, with a negative or an ev actually an evil report. And so they came back and they saw, the, 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 they, they saw how good the land was. The grapes were big. Grapes they brought. And they, you know, but they, they talked about the circumstances. They said that they were, you know, grasshoppers in the sight of the people. Amen. They didn't, see, listen, what the devil's trying to do is he's trying to get, get you to forget who you are in God. Amen. What you have in God Amen. and what you can do in God. Yes. He's trying to get you to forget that. Amen. I'm telling you, you got God, you got everything. everything. And if the enemy can get you to forget what you got in God then he's, he's going to triumph over your life. You got some things in God. You have something in God. You got the name of Jesus. You got the word of God. You got the blood of Jesus. You have the Holy Spirit. You have the angels. Amen. That excel in strength. You got some things. And the enemy's trying to make you think you don't have anything. No, you got something. You got more than, than you think you do. Amen. And so we got, we, got to get, we got to get a Holy Ghost boldness about who we are in Christ. Amen? And so, and so we have to speak something. But then even if you speak something, you got to act on what you're saying. Like Bartimaeus, he threw down his, his, his jacket or his beggar's coat and moved. He acted on what he was saying. 
the lady with a, the issue uh, with the issue, she she had a problem and she acted on. She moved out on her faith, and you know you're not going to get anything unless you start moving out on your faith. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Amen. Uh, the third key is that you have to receive it. You have to receive, you know, the grace of God. You have to receive it. Believe that you receive. You have to receive it. How, how do you know somebody's receiving? You're talking the promise. You're not talking the, the, the problem. How do you know if a person has got something from God? They're talking the promise. Amen. They're not. Yeah. How are you doing, brother? Well, under the circumstances. Well, what are you doing under there? You need to be under the word of God. What are you doing under the circumstances? Well, under the circumstances, brother. Let me tell you all the things that are happening in my life and why I'm losing in this life. You know, no, no, don't focus on that. Focus on the bigness of God and why you should overcome in this life. Amen. So we need to focus on, on the, 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 the promise instead of the problem. And we need to speak the promise instead of problem. And so we need to speak something. We need to act on it. In other words, we need to start moving forward. And number three, we need to receive it. And number four, we need to tell it. In other words, we need to start telling people, hey, hey how are you feeling, man? I, know, I heard that you got a bad report. Oh, yeah, I, I got a bad report, but I'm going with, with another report. What report is that? Isaiah 53. What does it say in Isaiah 53? By Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I'm not going with what I feel like. I'm going with what I believe. See, you can believe over the circumstances. What are you believing? Well, pastor, I'm believing this thing is going to take me down. Then it will. It'll take you down. Amen. But you, start, you better start believing something else. You know, faith comes by hearing. I hit this on Wednesday. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Romans 10, 17. Faith does not come by having heard. So, so really, faith comes by hearing. That's why you need to be speaking it three times more than you believe it. When Jesus was talking about speaking to your mountain, the mountain represents any problem that you might have. Amen. It's in Mark 11, verse 23, and, and working way down, 22, 23, 24. And when you, when you study that, Jesus said, have faith in God, speak to the mountain, and believe and doubt not in your heart. But he kept saying, speak, and he says, speak three times. You need to speak three times what you're believing God for more than you believe it, and then you'll start to believe it. Amen. Thank you very much for that amen. Okay, so, so you say, well, I've heard that before, Pastor. Are you doing it? Sometimes we're just speaking the, the problems. You know, it, it, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it works with our flesh. A lot of times we want to tell people our problems. Why, Pastor? So we can get some sympathy. We want sympathy, right? And we want to say, oh, you poor thing. You're going through so much. Too bad the devil's, you know, knocking your head in, you know. You know, and you know, and we want sympathy, man. I, I, I want deliverance. Amen. I don't want no sympathy. I, I, you can keep your sympathy. I want, I want to be set free. Yes, Forget Lord. about sympathy. I don't want to hear. Oh, you poor thing. I don't want to hear that. I want. I, shoot. No, I want people. I want people. You know, uh, standing with me and being. Oh yeah, you're healed. Yeah, I'm standing with you on that. Amen. Amen. You are healed. I mean, the other day, you know, and I'm kind of fighting something. I know I don't look it. I look good up here, but 
Uh, you know, I was in the store the other day, and I was saying, uh, and, and, don't we want to tell off everybody what we're going through? And I was telling people, man, I'm going through it, you know. And uh, even the pastor, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going. Because you get weary and tired. Amen. And you, pretty soon you're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm trying to speak the word, but I'm, I'm weary and tired. I want to start telling people I'm really hurting, you know. I'm really hurting, you know. And I, and I was walking through, through um, the sounds, and I was like, yeah, I'm going through it, man. Can you tell? And the lady was like, no, you look good. I said, really? Yeah, you look good, man. I, I said, I need you to come to church. You need to sit in the front row. Keep, t- keep telling me I look good, amen? Amen. Yeah, you need to come to the front row, you know. No, you look, you don't even look sick. I said, really? Wow. And I said, and, and, and I said I'm 50. You don't even look 50. And I was pulling that out of her. You don't even look. I said, really? Yeah, man, I keep myself up, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's really, it, it's really, it's a secret, but it's not really, I live in the law of life in Christ Jesus. Amen. See, when you start living in the law of life in Christ Jesus, oh man, you know, in that law, you know, can I give you another secret? In that law, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so I'm telling you, some of you have been coming to church, you, start, you came to church and, I mean, some people have been coming to church for a while. When you guys first came in, you looked like this. I mean, you look really bad, you know. Not really, but really. I mean, some of you looked like you were ran over by a truck. Are you here? But now, but, but since you've been coming, you're like. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And your whole face was distorted. But, but since you've been coming out and getting the word of God. And the word of God's been working on your equation. Pretty soon, man, you're looking younger. You're looking better. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm, because you're getting pretty on the inside. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying yeah. to you today? And when you get pretty on the inside, you get pretty on the outside. Amen. Amen. Is this helping anybody? <laughs> Amen. And even though you could be fighting some, you know, a battle and you may be dealing with sickness, you still can be pretty on the outside. God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yeah. Amen. Don't let the devil, listen, if you're whining and crying about what you're going through, man, the devil has you. The devil's laughing at you. Amen. You need to be rejoicing and praising God that God's bringing you through. Amen. He's bringing you through this storm. I'm telling you, I can't stand, I don't like storms that come upon me real fast. That's how the enemy works. He's a storm, a bad report, something real quick. But, you know, if you, keep, if you keep the word before you, you know, the Bible says this. It's a strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in infirmity. This is in Proverbs. So what does that mean? That means that you're, you have to be continually feeding on the word of God because we're a spirit. We, we're, we live in a body and we have a soul and an intellect. And you have to continue to feed on the word of God to be strong. Amen. And what, what happens a lot of times is if we're not continually feeding on the word of God, if we're not meditating on the word, that's a good word, meditate, then you, you medicate less, right? But when you meditate on the word of God and you start doing this, and meditating is taking the promises of God's word and speaking them over and over again. And, and, and thanking God that those promises are working for you. Amen. Amen. That's what, that's meditating. You just keep thanking God. It's, never, never do, don't do this in prayer. It, especially if you're praying for healing or deliverance, they'll say, Lord, heal me today. And then the next day, Lord, uh, I haven't got my healing yet. Heal me today. 
And then the third day, Lord, heal me. You know, you, 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 you know you, you're going to develop unbelief in your system. Really, really, God has already healed you 2,000 years ago. I know it's kind of hard on the brain. What do you mean to, when Jesus received stripes on his body? You know, listen, God already paid for your salvation before you got saved. Did you know that? 2,000 years ago on the cross. Before you even asked God to get or Jesus to come into your heart, uh, you know, you, salvation was already paid for. You didn't have to wait around for, for, for God to pay for your salvation. It was, al- it was already a done deal. All you had to do was receive it. Right? You didn't have to wait around. And the same thing with healing, you know, by Jesus' stripes you're healed. It was already done 2,000 years ago, but we had to learn to receive it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We have to learn to receive it. And what we're trying, Pastor, I'm trying to get it. No, you just need to learn to receive it. And so you don't keep praying over and over again for God to do the same thing. No, no, you pray once, but then you just pray the promise. You praise the promises. Let's put it that way. You praise the promise. In other words, you praise God for the promises. That it's working in your life. That his stripes is working in your life. Amen. That Jesus was made poor so you may become rich. That, you know, are you hearing what I'm saying today? You start pray, thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. See, are you hearing what I'm saying? Is that, Lord, when are you going to heal me? You know, please heal me. Please. We're not supposed to come to God as a beggar. It's our covenant right. It's our covenant right, right to walk in deliverance. It's our covenant right to walk in healing. It's our covenant right to walk in the blessing. It's a covenant right. So we don't go to God, God, will you please heal me? No, he has already healed you. And you just, you, you got to command something. You got to, you know, tell the devil to get out. And then call forth healing to come in. You got to bind those things. Amen. You got to bind the devil. Bind the strong man. And then you'll take his goods, as Jesus said. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You got you to get bold. Amen, I'm bold. Glory to God. And what makes you bold? The word of God. Because when you know what you have, you can stand on the word of God. And when the devil's trying to come against you with whatever lying symptom or whatever problem, you, if you're built up, remember what I just said earlier? A strong spirit will sustain a man in infirmity. In other words, if you've been meditating on the word of God, you're going to have a strong spirit. So when, when the enemy starts putting an infirmity on you, you're going to be so strong, you're going to push that infirmity out. Are oh, you hearing what? Uh, this is just basic 101, faith 101. Amen? But a lot of us, what we're doing is we're trying to get sympathy but I rather have I rather have the deliverance than sympathy. Amen. 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 And so the third key, amen. If I can get it out, passion. You know, we're still keeping the four the four main keys, but 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 first passion, and then what was the second one? You got to have faith in God. So you got to have you got to believe that God's bigger than the devil. Amen. And the third one is that you got to be rooted and grounded in God's love. Amen. Because when you're going through a trial, you got to know that God loves you. Because what the enemy's trying to do is make you think that God doesn't really care too much about you. That, that, that he's way too busy for your little problem. Amen. You've got to get rooted and grounded in, that, in God's love for you. Because if you don't, you're going to get bitter. Because you're going to be in the storm. 
You know, you're going to be in the storm of your life and you've been trying to believe and it's just been the same thing day after day. Or it seems to be getting worse. And then pretty soon, what the enemy's trying to do is get you bitter. Trying to get you upset in the storm. It's not changing. That's what the enemy wants you, wants you to say. It's not changing. How do you know it's not changing? Who told you it's not changing? You know, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, you know, and he said, no man shall eat fruit of you ever again. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.